everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll f- always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back to the Dog Check Podcast presented by Bet Online, Bet Online where the game starts. Uh, another game of expecteds. Go out first drive, say, hey, we have a chance. And it, it was a great first drive. Nick Chubb uh, had, had a couple of big carries, had a big catch. Then you have Amari Cooper finishing it in the end zone for a touchdown. And then go to the defensive side of the ball. You are not expecting them to force a three and out and they force a three and out. That was unexpected. I think for the first quarter, our defense played great. And I was at the game when we were on offense, we were, you know, didn't say anything, wanted the offense to do what they could do, even though the place was surrounded with Bills fans. Then when we got to defense, first down, None of the Browns fans in my section made any sound to try to distract Josh Allen. Second down, none of the Browns fans in my section tried to make any noise to distract Josh Allen. Third down, they're like, wow, we are on third down with Josh Allen at quarterback. Our defense may do it. We start getting loud. Wow. Three and out. They punt the ball. Then, I mean, get to the second quarter. It's... It, it was over. You allow them to come back into the game. They take the lead at half. No fight back from the team whatsoever. It's a story as, as old as time. We have seen it time and time again. And I think at this point, we all know that we're waiting for Deshaun Watson to come back. And I really hate that this is at the point that we are because we have a great team. We should not be at this point where we are phoning it in until – our quarterback gets back and it's, there's nothing we can do. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough situation because everybody, everybody, if you look on Twitter, you look everywhere, everyone wants to talk about Joe Woods, talk about the defense and how they underperformed. I, I know that we could have been up a couple scores 
in that game because of the defense. If we don't turn the ball over, if we if we catch the ball down by the goal line, if we catch it in the end zone, we're up a couple scores. And the defense was doing their part. And so I don't understand why everyone says that Joe Woods needs to be fired because they're able to do their part when the guys want to play hard, which is not always. Mm-hmm. You watch the defense, a lot of guys like to stick on blocks. They like to get blocked. It's okay to get blocked. So, so then I don't have to make this tackle. You know, you, you see guys not hustling. Joe Woods can't do that for them. He, can, he can't make them hustle. He can't make the tackle for them. He can tell them where they should line up. And they should know where to line up because I'm assuming they've done it in practice from day one. And guys still can't do it. Stephon Diggs, when he scores a touchdown, guys are running around all over the place, don't know where to line up. And he just walk, he just cruises through the back of the end zone, wide open. The best player on their offense, just running around wide open. But we've seen this before, right? And so it's, I'm I'm like, when it comes to defense, I'm I'm I can't say it's. Oh, Joe Woods, I, I know it's the players as, as well. On offense, I, I just get sick of it. I, I don't I don't understand. I just don't understand. Maybe maybe I haven't been around football long enough to where I could can understand. But I just don't understand what the hell we're doing. What are we trying to do? Who are we? I don't know. Do they know? Mm-mm. We cannot figure this out. And it's so easy. We should be able to figure this out. Are we going to? So everybody's waiting for Deshaun Watson, as you said. Are we going to all of a sudden be able to figure it out when he comes? What do we figure out when he comes? You are That is one player. Do we figure out we should throw more? Is that what we figure out? Do we figure out we should run more RPOs? What do we figure out? Because we don't know what we're going to do. And, and everyone keeps talking about this uh, offensive efficiency. We are, it's not the offensive fault. The offense isn't scoring enough points. How many points we scored the other day? And not till the end, not till they were getting their bus whooped. Yep. And even when they were getting their bus whooped, down 18 with six minutes to go, they're walking back to the huddle. Like they're leading, like they're killing clock. No sense of urgency. Why aren't we in the two-minute offense? It's little things like that that bother. That means people just don't care. And I don't mean the players because the coach should be saying, let's go hurry up offense. Down 18. Six minutes to go. We obviously have to score more than once. No sense of urgency. It's okay. If we score, we score. It's cool. If we don't, we'll just punt or whatever. It's so stupid to me. And I'm getting sick of watching it. And you talking about the drops in the end zone. Pharaoh Brown had one. Yep. That's the one I'm talking about. Harrison Bryant had one. That's what I'm talking about. And then he also had another one dropped. And David Njoku was on a snap count. And I understand he's working his way back from that ankle injury, but he's making all three of those catches. 
I'm telling you, he's making all three of those catches. Harrison Bryant had that one, I believe it was in the third quarter, throws it in to the back of the end zone. He Harrison kind of needs to toe tap it, but like he has it and then he like flails his left leg up in the air. No body control whatsoever. David Njoku has the fantastic body control for his size and his position. Give him that ball there. It is a crucial point in that game. I think it was like 22 to 10. Give him that ball there. I do not care if he's on the snap count. If you want to win that game, give him the ball. In all three of those instances where those passes were dropped, you give him the ball there. Then you have in later in the third, I think, you have the two QB sneaks. Lose a yard on one of them. You go back to it on fourth down on a fourth and two where we have done this every single game in these situations. You run the QB sneak and I get it. Stick with what works. But this, you are getting out coached by teams who are figuring you out. Was, was our starting center in the game? It, I don't care if our starting center was in the game. No, no, I'm asking. No, no, I, no he wasn't, no. right? And that, that goes back to your point. So why do it twice? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, I got defensive, but I'm just... I know. I know. I know what you're saying. I, oh. I knew, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why. And, and so once again, we were not adjusting. Yep. You're supposed to adjust. Other teams are adjusting. They play us, they adjust. We don't adjust. We don't adjust. And special teams, oh, nothing special about our teams. Nope. This is awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple bad punts, blocked, another blocked kick. That, like, our third of the year, fourth? Naheem Hines run, ripping and running up and down the field on returns. Yep, missed two tackle. Like, I don't know. We talk about winning on all phases of the ball. We have not won in all phases of the ball at all this season. Not even in the Carolina game. Not even in the Steelers game. Like, it, it, nothing is there. And nobody is we, – we can talk about accountability, but I think you just need to have somebody that puts heart into the team. This is a young team. They are going to get into their head when they start making mistakes. You have to have a guy in there that will hype them up and say, look, it doesn't matter what is going on right now. We have to play with every single thing that we have. And you can talk about it in the press conference. Oh, we have to play with more heart. Nobody is expressing the heart that you need to play with. Let me ask you a question. Where do you get that person? Is he a a player or is he a a coach? Where do you you get that person who who brings that heart? It needs to be both. That, that's that's the key is where do you get that player or coach and how do you make them fit in because because if you bring that coach in you got to get rid of somebody mm-hmm. if, if you bring that player in something has to happen to someone so where does that player come from and 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 when we talk about the player why is he available <laughs> right yeah. we ain't getting him now we had a chance we let philly get him <laughs> <laughs> we had a chance to let Philly get one, right? But it's it's with this team. If you look at, no one has really won on this team, like really won. So I don't know how someone can in that building, player or coach, can teach them how to win, to really win. Mm-hmm. 
if no one's done it. Yep. Especially, and 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 I'm not saying that you can't you can't become a winner when no one has won. But I know if you if you haven't won, and you're trying to become a winner, it takes different kind of individuals to get you there. And it doesn't seem like we have those individuals. Nope. Right. That's what I'm saying. You because because pride wise, I think we when you're just talking about having pride on the field, I think we lack a whole bunch of that. Nobody, it, it just seems like nobody plays. No, I shouldn't say nobody. It just seems like a lot of people don't play hard. Mm-hmm. It's more about me, me, me. If I can't make a play, I'm not doing my job to help this guy make a play, which could very well be what the scheme is designed, whether it be on offense or defense or special teams. And so I think, you know, it's, and it's unfortunate that when you, when you, when you look at this team, you, if you watch it, especially slow down a lot of plays, some people just look like they're not playing hard, which to me is selfish. I agree. And that's very selfish. Yeah. And it's, there was a play where Devin Singletary ran outside and you had JOK, Delpit, and Sione, who three young players, I think, I, I hate to say it, but I think Delpit and JOK are kind of, and Sione actually, are kind of those guys that are going to try to go play hero. All three of them shoot inside. There's one blocker that is on the outside of them. All three of them shoot inside. Singletary cuts it outside and runs for like 15 yards. And then I think John Johnson's there to knock him out of bounds. And uh, again, scheme issue, who knows what it is. I don't know, but there's just nothing here. And we want to talk about where do we get a leader? We traded for a leader. Deshaun is our leader. And I hate that because Jacoby is playing so well that we are giving him nothing. And I was behind the sideline. Jacoby walks to the bench, doesn't talk to anybody on the way there. Nobody, no coaches come to talk to him. Stefanski doesn't come to talk to him. Nobody is there. He is sitting there with the like backup offensive lineman and Anthony Schwartz. And there, I saw him on the, the, the surface a couple of times and that's it. There's nobody talking. Nothing is going on on the bench. It is the most depressing thing I have ever seen. And you can't ignite anything, anything at all. No fire, nothing. When you do not communicate with your players and Stefanski can go up after a bad play and say, oh, it's okay. We'll do it next time. And then nothing else gets said after a good, I don't know. Nothing nothing needs to get said because there's not going to be any changes. That's the thing. This is what we're running this. What I have on this sheet, this is what we're running. This Mm -hmm. is no adjustments and maybe it it shouldn't work, but we're running it because analytically it says I should. So we're going to run it. We're going to run it out of this formation. We don't make any adjustment. I just want this guy or these guys to to just script a hundred plays, to script a hundred plays. If if we can only work off the script, script one hundred plays. Yep. And let's go from there, because it works when we work. And, and even when we went to two minutes at the end, because for the most part, you know what you're running in two minutes. You know what covers they're giving you. You know the plays that you should be able to run. 
Once again, that's scripted. So what do we do? We run right down the field. Give ourselves a chance with the onside kick. We didn't get it, but we gave ourselves a chance. Just let's think about this. At six minutes, if we would have been playing football like that, we might have had a better chance. We might not have had to go for onside kick. We might have been able to stop them and use timeouts. Mm -hmm. It's little things like that that drive me nuts when we're supposed to be the smartest coaches in the world. And if since we're at a point where, I mean, essentially the season's, I mean, Deshaun can go out in his six games and he can win all of them. We could maybe beat the Bucks this week. And I still don't think we have a shot. <laughs> we don't, I don't think we have a shot at the playoffs because, and look, the Bengals didn't play that fantastic against the Steelers on Sunday, but then they ended up pulling away with it. Uh, Ravens, they didn't have a great game against the Panthers, but I just think they're just better. They're just a better team. It, it, and you it really doesn't matter. I and I don't really believe that they're better teams. The Bengals haven't been. What I do believe is when it's time to make adjustments and find a way to win, that they know how to do that. Yep. That's what they know how to do differently than this team. Yeah. We'll just go through the motions and do the same old thing and hope and hope we get a big player, hope something works instead of making adjustments and change something up. Mm -hmm. Those teams make adjustments and find a way to win. And that's and, and nobody gives a damn about how you win the game. Just win it. Yep. And so we can say we got this pretty offense with offensive high offensive efficiency. Who gives a damn? It's not producing wins. And so nobody cares. So, so it's easy to blame the defense. The defense has been giving you chances to win games. And the offense hasn't taken care of it. Yeah, and I, I think there is a good scheme there um, in the offense. But like you said, when you can't put points up on the board, it doesn't really matter. Jacoby Brissett is sixth in QBR in the NFL. Nick Chubb is fourth or might have gotten bumped down to fifth in rushing yards. Um, and that's another thing. Yeah, offensive line, like we mentioned, didn't have our center out there. And that's also not an excuse because Wyatt Teller didn't play great. Conklin and Jed didn't play great. The offensive line stunk. I, I think in the third quarter, Nick Chubb was averaging like 1.7 yards per carry. Like it, there was nothing going on up there that would help us out at all uh, to help us score some points. Amari, is fourth in the NFL in receiving, and I, we're like 10th in the NFL in scoring points. Can't score points when it matters, so what do those really mean? Well, now, right, and, and, and then if you go, if, what are we, like six in offensive efficiency, something like that? Yep. And look at the records of all the teams above us. Look oh. at their records. Yeah. They have winning records. Mm -hmm. I think I think we're – us and maybe Jacksonville in the top eight or ten with that are in, uh, in offensive efficiency with losing records. I think that's about it. Yep. And so it doesn't matter. They're winning. They know how to win. They're figuring it out. We can't figure it out. We can't get out our own way. It's 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 frustrating. I, 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 it's frustrating to me. Like I'm one of the players right now. Yeah, you have that right. 
<laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm in that locker room every day and I go out there and practice, which which is also bothersome, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that I feel this way. <laughs> I don't like feeling like this because I shouldn't be feeling like this. Mm-hmm. But when I look at this team and 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 the and the roster on paper, obviously, I, I see the potential to win so many more games. The records would be vastly different. And it's it's just, it's pathetic. Three and seven? I'm talking about we're going to be seven and four when Deshaun comes back. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully I'll be a dyslexic seven and four when he comes back. (laughs) Shoot, this is terrible. Yep, and uh, again, it's the same issues. I think in the in the first quarter, we were able to shut down Josh Allen, and I think that was the obviously the biggest thing that you have to scheme against is somebody that's that athletic, that that versatile, that talented. And then, like the second and third quarter come around, then they start running the ball, and. That's been our weak point all season. And you just completely just throw that out the window in practice the week before. You don't say, hey, we got to improve up here. And we signed Ben Still from the Miami Dolphins. He played like DT2 snaps. Like he was out there a lot. He did nothing. And talked about Nadavik and Sue earlier. I don't care if he will, if he's 38,000 years old, if his PFF grade is a two, he would have helped. And I don't even know if at this point adding players is going to help because you just see that defensive line. They're getting parted like the Red Sea. It is absolutely ridiculous that nobody can get in there and stop the middle of the field and prevent big, big run plays. James Cook is a uh, a rookie. He went, I believe he had 58 rushing yards, and he got most of those on five carries. It's awful, and nothing is being schemed every single week. Nothing is being schemed to help the run, and I get it. The players aren't good, (laughs) but there has to be something that you can do to help out that run game. You, I mean, what can you do if you if you blitz if you blitz run blitz these guys, especially like playing Miami a couple weeks. You run blitz them. What happens? I get it. Okay, so you run blitz Josh Allen. What happens? Yeah, but and and, and I understand where you might think it's a scheme, but when when we play certain teams, it it, it seems to be working. Until guys just don't want to, guys just don't want to play hard. I, I when I looked at defense and 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 I talk with Hamper Dixon about this all the time. They do not play hard. They just look different than what I'm used to seeing. These guys get blocked and stay blocked. They're like magnets. Have you seen any of our defensive linemen make a tackle like down the field? I see other teams' defensive linemen do it. Yeah. I see them coming full speed from 20 yards. 
Our guys don't do it. Mm -hmm. if, if there's a big run or a decent run against us, who's always around the tackles? The DBs and maybe a linebacker or two. Maybe. These guys just stay blocked. Mm -hmm. They just stay blocked. That's okay. I can't get a sack. I'll just stay blocked. Forget the run. I can't get an interception. Okay. That's okay. Maybe I'll make the tackle if it comes my way. Maybe I won't. That's what drives me nuts about these guys. Because you can see it. Everybody can say we're playing hard. And they're not going to say that because that's why they say, that's why they keep saying in these pressers, uh, maybe we're not all focused. No, this kind of stuff. So they're not, they can't say it. They just don't want to call people out, but they know who it is. Mm -hmm. It's all of them. <laughs> At some point, it's all of them. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's sickening. And because defense, all you got to do is go get the ball. It's infuriating. And there was an article, I believe, posted by The Athletic. Uh, it says Grant Delpit hinted that players don't know their assignments. Miles Garrett complained that creating turnovers has been a lack of importance at practice. And there was another defensive player, anonymous, by the way, that said he's frustrated by the lack of scheme changes. And he said, when shit ain't working, change it. We don't effing change anything. Okay. I get the, let's, let's Let's review that part first. If shit don't work, change it. We don't know what we're doing. What if what I want to change it to, I don't think you will understand because you can't understand this. I, if you can't do the basics, day one installs, how are you going to do day 10 installs? But so I, I think that if that is the case, that creates a lack of trust with the coaching staff and the players, and then that is what is leading to these issues. So, so, there's, so, so there's already a lack of trust because they're saying stuff's not working. But you're the player. Make it work. Make it work. Yeah. You are the players. So that means if it's not working and you know it's not working, you're just not going to play hard because, oh, it's not working. This, this don't work. Why is he calling this? It's not working. Make it work. Yeah. Do you, do you think every time, the, and, and I guess they haven't been playing football long enough where they don't understand that a play, you don't have to call the right play, whether it be offense or defensively, every single time. If everybody does what they're supposed to do, you can still make it work. Mm. If you play harder than the guy over, you can still make it work. That's the same thing with a running back and, and breaking tackles. If he's running harder than the guy who's trying to tackle him, he can run through that. Make it work. And people always say it's the coaching. You can't always blame them. These dudes don't play hard. And that statement right there, the anonymous guy who's scared to say who he is, that's the guy who won't make it work. I can't trust him. It's a great point. I can't, I can't, I can't trust him. No? <laughs> I can't trust him. <laughs> I and, can't. Uh, 
I think it's it's obvious that Joe Wood isn't isn't coming back, regardless of it's, if it's the players or not. And it's unfortunate because we were a top five unit last year, and I hate that we have regressed so much. But look at the roster and how many people are gone from what we had. Same in 2020, we had a good roster, a lot of veterans gone. There is that is the issue, and I there has to be some flawless free agent and trade plans in the offseason that they have cooked up and they're just waiting because obviously this year was a throwaway year you figure out what works and what doesn't you wean out the weak people you have found the weak people and they are all on the defensive line not named miles garrett jadavion Clowney also one play every other game that I've seen from him, great. You're out. And I hate that also because he was injured, whatever. He played great last year, whatever. It was a fantastic unit. Gone. Depleted. Nothing. So there has to be some brilliant scheme change or something that is coming in this offseason that is going to brighten up this defense because you have had a lot of time to figure out what is not working. And Paul D. Podesta, Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, new defensive coordinator, has to work together in order to create a flawless game plan because it's evident that the offense works with a backup journeyman quarterback who will then be replaced by a all-pro quarterback that is worth $230 million. Something is going to be changing. And... Hopefully I can't wait to call him. What was that? Hopefully the play caller. <laughs> and I'm torn with the play calling too, because I, I mean, again, look at what our record is and look at what's coming up. Give it to Alex Van Pelt, see what works, see what doesn't. Because I mean, again, nobody wants to play with heart or, or whatever. Switch it's, it up. And, and so, you know, <laughs> We keep we went back to this offensive efficiency in this top 10 offense. Who cares? Who cares? Because it's not about the scoring points or the yard amount of yards we're getting. It's about the when times when it's necessary, when we absolutely need it, that we're not able to get it. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. That's the difference in the play call. It's not about because you can you can be a losing team, obviously, get lots of yards and lots of points. Many teams have done it. Who's who's usually one of the, the top quarterbacks in the league? The guy whose team is terrible because he's throwing the ball every play. Mm-hmm. That's what we have here. We can't do it. We can't call plays to win games. That's why I say change it. Now, let's go back to the defense and how we had this top ten, top five defense last year. We have a lot of new guys. We have a lot of the same guys. Do you think the, the scheme is different this year from last year? I don't. No. Because we run what we run. So you knew what you were doing last year. Why don't you know what you're doing this year? I'll wait. 
<laughs> I'll wait for an answer for that one. I will wait for an answer because I don't understand. All of a sudden, you've been doing this for three years, a lot of them. How do you not know now? How do you not know where to be now in this exact same call? Because I'm sure we're not changing everything like that on defense. Mm-hmm. And obviously, because we don't do that as a team on, on in any of in the phases. We are who we are. We run what we run. So we're not changing. So all, all of a sudden, these guys don't know how to run his defense. Hmm. Help me understand. I simply can't. <laughs> Help me understand. Because, I mean, you know, I think I can, I, can, I can still remember plays from when I played. Mm-hmm. I know who, where everyone's supposed to go from when I played. Yep. That's a long time ago. <laughs> you're telling me you can't remember this from last week or the year before? Mm-hmm. Cut that out. Cut that out. <laughs> Hell, cut that out right there. <laughs> it's, it's truly a, a weird situation. And a guy like Deion Jones traded for him you expected him to be his old 2017 self he played I think less than 40 percent of the snaps like low 30 percent of the snaps and I get it he has a, a bum shoulder and that may be hard for him to do whatever but that hurts because I feel like that was a guy that even though he is due 13 million dollars next season I would have liked to pay it if he would have played how we expected that's not going to work so then we're going to have to rely on anthony walker coming back from a serious injury next year i would assume that we're going to bring him back to step in and once again be a leader and get your guys where you're supposed to be and i also think that that whole thing with jacob phillips coming in at middle linebacker being the play caller and may have lost confidence somewhere I don't know what is going on, but the, the, you have to figure out how to get your guys in position. And John Johnson, we knew last year, said he had issues figuring out the play calling when it was his, his first year. And it, it was it was hard to adjust. That, that was last year. If you are not, we, it is evident that you have not switched up anything from last year. Where's the disconnect? Like you said, I don't know. But... So, so, so that goes to, that goes back to you talking about Anthony Walker. So, who we know got everybody in position mm-hmm. on the defense. So we're relying on one person to know what everyone's supposed to do for this defense to be successful. Yeah. So nobody else has to know what they're doing. We just need Anthony Walker to be there and say, "You line up here. You rest the two gap. You right here. You got cover three. Is that what we need? No, and I think it. it no, it's no, no. Kind of- I know. I know. Not. I know that's yeah. not what you're saying. I'm just saying that's what makes it weak to me. Mm-hmm. That's what make it makes it weak to me because you guys are professional football players. Know your assignment and everyone else's also, but just do your job. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it easier on offense, on defense, and on special teams. If you know what you're doing, 
knowing your knowing your job, you do your job, but you know why you're doing it because of everyone you know everyone else's job. These guys just going out there. That's what I'm saying. Yep. And seems like panicking on the on the coaching part. That you lose Anthony Walker, then whatever happens. Talk about Deion Jones being the play caller. You gave Jacob Phillips play calling ability. Now it's with John Johnson. Can't switch it that many times. And I don't know. Again, it's not on one person. Everybody needs to know where everybody's supposed to be. And when you don't, you collapse. And again, Stefanski goes out and says he got, got out coached. The phrase of the year, along with self-inflicted wounds or whatever. I don't know. Man. But Man. I just, I don't, you know, I, I'm just sick and no one really, I don't know if, if I heard this year, you might've heard, but I don't know if I've heard one person this year say, I didn't do, I didn't do shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't play worth it now. Yep. Everybody's, we got to get focused. We got to be better. Uh, we blew some coverages. Everybody can't be saying, talking like that. Somebody played bad. Somebody didn't do what they were supposed to do. But we have yet to hear that person say, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's my fault. There's no fighting on the, there's no screaming. I No helmet throwing on the sideline. There's nothing. There's nothing. And Greg Williams was like the, the everybody's favorite defensive coordinator. They like the idea of Greg Williams. Yeah, I, because of his mentality, yes. Everybody likes the idea of Greg Williams. He sucked as a coordinator, but the idea of him is fantastic. That is what we are missing. And the, there's people like Belichick who mild-mannered, but he's still going to tell you what's wrong. We saw the Jets, what happened with them. Zach Wilson saying he wasn't responsible for that the loss when he only put up three points. He didn't even put up three points. The kicker did. And they had more punts than completions. Zach Wilson said, I wasn't accountable. Then Garrett Wilson says, shit needs to change. And Robert Sala says, and that was a horrible performance from everybody all around. We can't keep playing like this, blah, blah, blah. People are getting called out in those organizations, and those organizations win. Nothing happens. Stefanski can be this whole, oh, well, I can get better. We all can get better, and let's do it in practice, whatever. Go Go after people. And these are grown men. I've said this so many times. These are grown men. They can take some criticism. And accountability. They're getting paid millions of dollars to perfect their craft. Let them perfect their craft and not coddle them like they're your son. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's, it's tough. Look okay. here. I don't want to be having the same conversation next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting sick of it because we could just run this back. <laughs> At this point, it's gonna happen. I don't know. Tom Brady is. He's gonna throw his helmet. He's gonna spike his helmet after the first quarter, after an incompletion. He's gonna smash gonna, his surface. Yep. <laughs> and they're gonna go out and score thirty-five points because they're 
They're pissed. They're fired up and whatever. We do not have it. I'm tired of it. We need to come out next week. And Deshaun Watson comes back after next after next week. So we'll see if a magical turnout happens. We're going to win this week. We'll probably win this week. We'll see. We're gonna Thank you guys for joining us. Please, everybody, take a nap. Calm down. We'll see you guys next week. I- Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.